I'm Ben Templesmith, and what gets my nipples hard is thinking outside the long box. Dear God, we want the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box <coughs> with Tim Doyle. <laughs> Again? Uh, I'm dying. Uh, she's getting to me with her demon bear. Yes, <laughs> <has> Rona. <laughs> that's the intro. And that's why we're quarantined. <laughs> You should take ibuprofen. Oh, God. I've taken so much fucking ibuprofen. My stomach hurts, dude. Oh, hey. We're recording, by the way. (laughs) Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. Gabe, what'd you eat for dinner tonight, buddy? Uh, slice of pizza. Uh, Just like you. Well, mine was, mine was like, uh, cream cheese, bacon, pineapple, and jalapeno. Oh, you had me until pineapple. Everything Uh, else sounds fucking amazing. Wait, that might be cream cheese, but you couldn't find a place that had salami. Yeah, blackjack has cream cheese. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had blackjack in a minute because the last time we had it in bulk, it touched the boxes, touched the ceiling, and so it was amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, New Mutants! Blackjack. Hey everybody, <laughs> it's, I get incredible diarrhea every time I eat blackjack. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I do. It's, I like it still. It's probably one of my favorite pizza places in Colorado, but I. If I eat it, I know I'm shitting within 45 minutes. <laughs> it's super greasy, for sure. Denny's just, is like that for me. What's that? Denny's is like that for me. I know that uh, I'm not going to leave the restaurant before I'm shitting myself. Bro, Denny's is like that for fucking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like Denny's, is, <laughs> Denny's is food that fills you for not very long. <laughs> before the check comes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So, Uh, The New Mutants is a 2020 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics team of the same name and distributed by 20th Century Fox, uh, 20th Century Studios. They changed that now. Uh, It is the 13th and final installment in the X-Men film series. Uh, It stars Macy Williams, Anna Taylor-Joy, Charlie Heaton, Alice Braga, Blue Hunt, Henry Zaga, and Adam Beach. Going so out with a whimper. It, I had. <laughs> oh, speaking of losses, it, it the budget was eighty million and it grossed forty six point one million. So wow. that's the second movie we've talked about tonight that has lost half of its budget. Damn. Damn how they <laughs> fucked this movie up from the Jump Street, dude! Like, holy crap! It seemed like everything from the beginning of this film to like it being released and it finally was just a shit show. Apparently they had production issues and they had actor issues and they had releasing it issues, then straight up licensing issues when Disney bought it. Yeah. Like <laughs> everything about this film has, seems to have been fucked at every single phase. And that's really unfortunate for those actors and people associated with the movie. What I don't so, get is so you took a cast of like pretty badass mutants, honestly. Yeah. All really those cool characters powers, kick right? ass. 
you take a really cool, like, unique setting and, like, an interesting premise, but then you make a terrible movie. Like, I don't understand how all of those things combine to just, like, hey, I feel like this movie's, like, half an hour shorter than it should have been. Honestly, like, they're just, like, there's not enough build-up to the story. It's just, like, all of a sudden the story's, like, in full motion, and they never give you any time to, like, think about what's going. I mean, you obviously know it's a mutant's power that's causing the issues because we're not in a supernatural world. We're in a mutant world. But they never give you any, re- like, way to develop your own thoughts about what's going on. It's just, like, not only do you know immediately what's going on, the mutants on screen are fucking telling you what's going on, even though they should have no idea, really. So it's just, like, I don't know. I, I felt like they dropped the ball, like, any- every way they could with this movie. So I I don't feel that quite the same. Like it's definitely not a great movie. Um, I I definitely so I really enjoyed their use of magic. And what I think is really interesting about it is because of her inclusion and like them alluding to the fact that that's who it is. Like super early in the movie, I think a fan of the comic books would know that there is the possibility that something supernatural is going on with her around. But I I don't, I don't know. Like I'm kind of with you. I don't feel like it built correctly. It went from this thing is a mystery to like, we know what's going on in like a, a couple seconds. And that that, magic herself calls it out like immediately yeah exactly like there's she's no... like it's the new girl she's gonna kill us let's fucking kill her i'm like yeah why did that character do that right there, <laughs> there like why is no... colossus's little sister such a crazy bitch <laughs> <laughs> which there's one wait no real... which one is colossus's little sister Magic. Magic. i don't know that why the fuck do you why you say it like i should just know <laughs> because this is thinking outside the long so box <laughs> you assumed what doyle I just thought you might have done some research. No, on I, I don't. So, oh. so the only thing I did was look up who the like who these uh, superheroes were. I didn't really delve into the stories behind who they were, and none of the names <clears throat> to me because I don't know anything about New Mutants. None of the names were familiar to me, and so I was just like, ah, oh, cool. These are just different like B level characters. You know, obviously, I, I think Deadpool get, is supposed to tie in with them at some point. Um, but that, like, he's the only one, and that's because he's got a giant name. I have, I have no, no idea who any of these people were. Oh, that's, that's interesting to me. So, like, the New Mutants is actually a really cool, like, storyline. Okay, I guess I have pizza. Yeah, that'll help your stomach, bro, with all the pills you took. I really doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did we all eat pizza tonight? Oh, you ate pizza too? Yeah, I had pizza too. I did barbecue chicken. All right, so (laughs) we should do a quick rundown of who the mutants are. And I think, god damn it, I was really hoping that there would be a list. So I have have it in Wolfsbane, Mirage, and Sunspot are all in the movie, from what I remember. I have have the cast in front of me still. Cannonball is in the movie also. He's and the magic, launch right? guy. Yeah, yeah. it's Magic, it, Wolfsbane. So here, uh, you want me to just read Who's it? The, is it Sunspot, you said? Yeah, Sunspot. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember which one he was. Here, here's what this says. He's so, the, like, sun guy. Macy Williams, 
uh, plays Ron Sinclair, who is Wolfsbane, a Scottish mutant who can turn into a wolf and is struggling to reconcile with this with her religious beliefs. Williams was convinced to join the film. I don't care about that. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy plays Ileana Rasputin, Magic. Magic. Uh, a Russian mutant with sorcery power. She can manifest the soul sword and use teleportation discs to travel. Uh, Charlie Heaton plays Samuel Sam Guthrie slash Cannonball, an American mutant who can propel himself into the air and is virtually invulnerable while doing so. Alice Braga plays Dr. Cecilia Reyes, a mentor to the group and a medical doctor who can generate protective fields. Blue Hunt plays Daniel Danny Moonstar Mirage, a Native American mutant who can create illusions based on the fears and desires of the people, of other people. Henry Zaga plays Roberto Bobby da Costa slash Sunspot, a Brazilian mutant who can manipulate solar energy. So is Doc Doyle, you probably know this. So like I recognize the mutants except for the doctor. Like, is she a new character from the movie? Cecilia Reyes? No, she's not. I don't know too much about her, but she has been in comics before. The character, okay. uh, the character was briefly a member of the X-Men and often works to assist them. She was created in 1997 in X-Men 65. Yeah, I, knew, I, I know I've seen her in X-Men books before, but I just can She definitely was never really that popular or anything. Right on. So, so she's not also, really a bad guy. Also, why is there? I mean, she definitely is in the movie. Well, no, I know, but that's uh, that's that's a weird. That's weird to me. I don't understand why there was even a love interest up tried in this film. So, a like you're just showing up after the way that they played Mirage's character is that in the back of her head, she kind of knows that she murdered her whole tribe. Kind of traumatic, you know. You think she shows up and within like 20 minutes, basically she's in a love relationship. I'm like, perhaps if we're going to concentrate on this, like very traumatized child, we just don't even need to go into that in this movie. Like I felt like there was so much story to develop that they shouldn't even have attempted it. And it made the movie even worse to me (laughs) and like harder to, also, I'm just like I feel like they're just making. I've said it before, but I feel like they're just making every character they can a lesbian right now to like because it's popular, as opposed to it's the right thing to do. Um, so that's just getting kind of old. But I, I really felt like the love interest shouldn't even have been attempted in this movie. Like it, it didn't seem like a movie for it whatsoever. I thought it was a waste. So I'm- I didn't hate it, but I guess without it, there's very little to tie her with like the rest of the group. And I'm not really sure how they would have eventually pulled them together, but she could have I mean, just I, been friends. Like, no, I know I get that, but they were, they clearly wanted to do something with like the characters that was just different. I, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in this movie. That's like really weird. Like the way, like the way they portray Sunspot as like kind of a slutty dude that can't have sex, like the way, you know, uh, Mirage and Wolfsbane like have a relationship, like, you know, the, the way Sunspot like flirts with magic all the time. It's it's like they added a lot of the like high schooly hormonal stuff to the movie almost like as a nod to like the comic books, but they don't really have the time or space for it in yeah. this movie. 
Like and I it's, said, if it's this just was a, weird. It just seems a lot of it seems forced, but I I don't hate it. If it was a TV show with like ten episodes, I wouldn't care at all. You have like the time to build into those relationships, but you didn't have that time in the movie. Like I just yeah. felt like you. A, and I don't even actually think it solidified Mirage's character in the group whatsoever. Like she was kind of a thing with Wolfsbane. Everybody else hated her guts until they all of a sudden didn't. Yeah, like it just—I—I I felt like they just did no building whatsoever. I, th- I you know th- Magic got probably raped by some crazy thing. No, that I know, but that's so, what they were like pointing to. No, so like I think that's the other thing that I think the the story behind Magic is not done as effectively as they could because they really okay. only told her story through like the colored drawing that she was doing and a few flashbacks and the idea that like the smile men had uh Russian gangster tattoos like all over their bodies. So like I think the idea is that she's like a child slave and she says, you know, all these men hurt me and it made them smile. So like they're these creations of her mind that represent the people that like hurt her when she was a child. Uh, yeah. As- I mean I under I understand that those were not like real things in her childhood. But I to me it just was like a representation of like men who probably abused her as a child. Yeah. Like her representation of that, but whatever. Like I just, again, it was just something that was haphazardly thrown in as like a backstory that they didn't dive into for one of the characters. Like like everything they did in this movie. So why is is that even close to uh, Magic's actual backstory that she was like? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so at all. I think she's like literally a magic user. I don't remember that in any books, but like I'm not I can't say that I've read all of New Mutants or anything or that I know her backstory crazy well. It just but I don't that just it. something that intense feels like one of us would know a story that intense. So I yeah, don't I, I don't know any I I don't know anything about the New Mutants. I don't know anything about these particular characters. I think what happened what it felt like to me was that it was trying to build to something bigger within the X-Men universe that we were going to get at some point. And then Disney came in no, and we fucking <clears throat> and then Disney came in and slapped them cuz this cuz they had already planned to do a sequel to this before the acquisition. So it was uh, it feels like it's it's so devoid of story because it was trying to set something else up. And then Disney came in and they did resh- reshoots and they did a bunch of stuff to just close the chapter and be done with it. Uh, and I think that's what leaves me going like I don't even know what the fuck I didn't know like we don't get any any talk about who this like power is or this the oh, what well, I can't, can't forget what they call him through the whole movie but whoever the doctor's talking to the whole time like we don't get her superior there you go there you go like it it is weird you get there's a lot of empty and I think it's because it was supposed to lead to something else and it just got mm-hmm. fucked up at the end when Disney acquired it. I think is even if it was supposed to lead to something else, they did a really horrible job building it up. Because I wouldn't have left this movie going. I want to see a part two. Well, I don't think. Like, but I don't think it was done when Disney acquired it. I, Disney came in and they did reshoots and they did things to make it just finish. I don't think they planned on like making the New Mutants something huge again. They wanted to close the chapter and move on. Someone needs to get fired. This movie. This whole, movie had all the whole company got the fired. World, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really felt like this movie had a ton of potential, honestly. Like, it's a really, it's a really cool setting that could have been done really well, and instead was like just 
replay. I don't think it was bad. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm in the middle. I, I am too. Like, I don't think it was really bad. I think it suffers from a lot of what the, um, the more recent X-Men movies suffer from. And it's relying too much on like the gimmick of mutants, like, and this idea that they have all these different powers as opposed to like, actually like telling a story that's like cohesive and that's going to like move a plot forward in like a reasonable fashion. They're just hyper, hyper focused on what's the cool ability that this mutant has. So like, as I, as I look at, at magic's backstory, her backstory in the comics is significantly more interesting than than it is in the movie. Like she actually lived in limbo and was like the slave of like the king of limbo and taught herself magic in an effort to like defeat him and then did with like the help of Storm. So she's like she's a mutant, but she's also like a magic user like Doctor Strange. And that's a lot more interesting than she just has a a mutant power that allows her to summon a sword and the limbo that she goes to is her safe place. Like they they leave out like this whole amazing part of the Marvel universe by not just leaning into her character. Well I I, like, I think a lot of that is falters from what DC did and it, it you I don't know how you get over it in the X Men because they're by by definition generally uh, team up stories, but it's it's it's, it's that's why you don't ever get the build up to these characters. You have to jump into who these people are so fast. You don't get the cool background stories about how she was you know trapped in this place and she had to learn. Like you can't do that in an hour and a half to two hour movie when you've got six people that you've got to do the same thing to who none of us have ever heard of. If you're just walking into it as a movie, and that's I, what makes that's what the makes the MCU so successful. Well. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't said, actually. I actually think the first X Men movie did it pretty well. It does, yeah. But like, I think you can do it. It's just not. I mean, it would be better if you did spend obviously a whole movie on each character. But I think the X Men is easier though because the X Men property itself is a yeah. little bit better known than like the mutants in general. Like, I think yeah. that's why it was so important for them to do the individualized Avengers movies because, like, as like. Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk, like we understood who those characters were, but characters like Black Widow and Hawkeye, you have to introduce in the team up. And because you have to do that, it's better to give those bigger characters like something to explain who they are before you jump into the big team up movie. Like, I, I mean, Honestly, but obviously you Thor. can't do that. You can't do that for new mutants because this is for like B level mutants. You can't do it fully, but I feel like you can do a pretty good job. Like take No, Black I mean Panther, I mean the Marvel, I mean right? the individual movies. No, no, you can't do individual movies, but yeah. introducing them correctly. Like the way that they introduced Black Panther. Black Panther is not an A list like comic book hero. Well he wasn't before these movies. <laughs> Um, and they introduced him the A-list character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. They introduced him perfectly in like 15 minutes in the in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Like 
you knew where you knew who he was. You knew where he came from. You didn't know everything yet. You didn't have that full insight into Wakanda yet and everything. But you had a really good idea of what his character was. You know what his motivations were, why he's cool. They just didn't do any of that. I, I don't know. I feel like they didn't. They just a character showed up that clearly killed her tribe, but she doesn't remember. Her powers are pretty badass, and. Just like a bunch of fumbling idiots. I felt like it was just fumbling. <laughs> Everything they did was just like a juggler dropping a pin every every scene. Like I was just like, that could have been a little bit better. I've just not done that. They should have just done what they did with the fucking Mandalorian with this movie, if that's what they were going to do, and just turned it into a fucking TV yeah, show. But I don't. But but again, but again, I I I think you're looking at. I I think you've got to look at it in a in a in the way that Disney is, where they're done. With these movies, they don't want to build it into a TV show because they're done. They're going to start their own X Men and they're going to restart something else. Why? At this point, you've that already spent probably sixty million dollars on doing something so, like this that I'm you know saying, is going to fail. You just fix it and you it, end it. I'm looking at it from Disney's side. I'm like, why do anything with it if you don't care? Well, at you got to like, try and recoup some of your money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's because why, that's they've the already, only reason they've they already spent it so sure. much money. Turn it into a five-hour fucking TV show. But I think right, then you're giving it the it gravitas become. that you don't want to. You're calling you're calling it canon. As soon as you do that and put it on Disney Plus, it becomes MCU canon, and that's how everybody's going to think about it. And that's exactly what what they're trying to avoid. That's what Juan's saying. And that, that to makes me, sense. I just to me, I just if you have it there, you have it started. At least try to make it good and then end it. And if it doesn't, if it fucking blows up and is awesome. Then who gives a fuck? Then you just include it in your canon. Like I, I don't understand the like needle. They like, give a fuck because they don't. This. They, they don't, don't want to work backwards into yeah. something. They don't want to work backwards into something because they already have different plans. Does that make yeah. sense? Like they already have something planned. Like I guarantee you, there's an X Men movie that's in pre production right now on the Disney fuck, end. There might even be a there might even be a New Mutants movie that's ready with Ryan Reynolds. There, those, yeah, those are things like, that just, are already maybe I just coming. Don't understand? Haven't don't yeah? Understand haven't they already teased a Deadpool three? Yes. Yeah, but that well, they teased him being in the new Spider Man movie. But also, yeah. like, why not just keep them separate then? He's the already he's listed the thing, and accredited DC's, in the next DC's Doctor Strange. Do they have their TV shows. They have their movies. Like, I just don't understand. They don't have, you have those anymore. DC still has fucking. Oh, Flash, DC, I thought you said Marvel. Like, I'm sorry. I thought you said Marvel. I'm, just saying, I'm saying like, who gives a shit? Like, if you have money involved in something, why not try to make it good? Like, even if you're gonna drop it, like, I, if you're just gonna drop it right after, who cares? There's still fans. You still owe them something. Like, you bought a. You bought a title. Try to make it good. That's all I'm saying. I, I think at the end of the I don't, day, it, I, don't I, I think at the end of the day, the movie was 99 percent done, and they've spent 80 million dollars on it. You can't fix that movie without fucking redoing everything. So you reshoot the, some some of the shit that you think you can, and then you put it out, and it's done, and you move everything? on. No, they just re, they did some reshoots, and that was it. From my understanding, like from reading the directors, like what he talked about is they came in, redid a whole bunch of shit and then didn't use any of that shit and then released the movie almost as it was originally for some reason is what he was saying. Is what I thought I read, but to me, I just think, I just think honestly, they fucking Disney just didn't care about this project. I they agree. Just fucked up with it. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. <laughs> 
to me, just fucking shelf it then, because you have people who like this stuff. Like, I, I just don't understand why you do that. Well, they made you recoup the money. They made half of their money back. Gabe, you muted, muted yourself, Gabe. buddy. Sorry, I was chewing pizza. <laughs> uh, like, they they don't want anything to do with it, but they can't shelve it because they've already spent too much money on it. And they and made so half of their money back. Or, I mean, Fox and Disney both have to make money off of it still. How much so, more money did they spend on it after they and not releasing it for so long and redoing I, everything? That's what I, I don't wanted. think a ton. So it's like it says sixty-seven to eighty million dollars was the budget. So my guess is eighty million was probably after Disney put their hand in it, and they made forty-six point one off of it. So they made they they lost. Thirty-four thousand dollars, thirty-four million dollars on it, or so. But they made that—they made that almost fifty million dollars back. Like I—that's—that's that's at least something from a property you know you're not doing anything with, at, you know, going forward. So the other interesting thing to look at is because, like, because of the way movie theaters are and like how everything has been, this movie actually was like in the top twenty-five grossing films this year, which is like insane to think about because it lost so much money but when you look at uh last week when it hit streaming services it hit number one on voodoo number one on fandango and got really close to the top on amazon so like this movie is actually kind of finding an audience now that it's just streaming because you're not paying 40 fucking bucks to take two people to get popcorn and soda at the movies. Like the Amazon rent was $6. Like, and I mean, there's so many people desperate for anything anything. this year. Yeah. (laughs) Now was the perfect time to release new mutants. So like I, I, on Rotten Tomatoes, it was 33% critic score and 56% audience score. So just over, eh, I bet that audience score slowly goes up I over time. Does. I bet it does. Because it's not... Doyle, you're right. It's not a great movie. And it doesn't It doesn't do what it should do, like, for an X-Men movie. But that's because at this point, like, Fox and Disney have given up on, like, that side of, like, the X-Men story. But, like, in general, the movie itself is definitely going to appeal to like the 12 to 17 year old audience. Like this movie is just kind of fun. Like it's not good. It's not yeah. bad. That's the, it that's the only part fun. of the movie I think that works is that Better it visually is interesting. It has visually interesting things that happen in it. It's, it is this better movie, than PCU. This movie has the same things going for it to me. But is it better than Brotherhood of the Wolf? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not even close. Like <laughs> that's a movie. This is like an, an afterthought. <laughs> this is like a this is a stillbirth between two companies meeting. It's definitely an afterthought. Uh, a thousand percent an afterthought. And that I, is one hundred percent accurate. It really is. It's a stillbirth between two companies meeting. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm excited for whatever Disney has for the for for X Men, you know. I and oh, and I I'm okay with this movie existing. It was fine. There was some cool action. The seek the so, the animation looks okay. Like it was okay. So I'm yeah, having that's another right. thought. So maybe Disney released this on purpose to remind you how not great Fox <laughs> X Men was, <laughs> so that. 
whenever they put out their shit, you'll be like, hey, you know what? We're ready. We've been That's... ready, actually, but... <laughs> uh, I think they're going to have a pretty tall... I, I don't think the X-Men is as easy of a film to drop as... I as mean, nobody's going to be... And I mean, X-Men nobody's won? going to be thrilled with whoever they cast for Wolverine next. Well, you know, honestly, certain characters are irreplaceable. But honestly, X Men One, X Men Two, the Wolverine, Logan. There, there are some pretty fucking good X Men movies. Logan was yeah. good. But I don't understand why you want to just cut yourself clean. I really don't. But because it's not theirs, that's why it's not yeah, theirs. Yeah. It's not. Neither their was story. Star Wars, and they didn't just show up and be like, "We're fucking retelling the whole story." <laughs> they, they, exactly have you, have you seen the first three? Exactly they literally remade Empire practically. They thousands and thousands of pages <laughs> of lore from Star Wars. They excised literally decades of Star Wars lore and just said, fuck it, new movie. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, all made, of the extended they, universe. They all, gone. Like, all of the lore that nerds know about. As no, far no, as, like, no, no, no. As far as movies go, they just remade the fucking old movies. Oh, so they, then they could so call it theirs. There's only one thing that they kept, and it was the Clone Wars stuff. There's tons and tons of other like Star Wars tie-ins. I'm, tie I'm stuff. aware. I'm aware of all that shit. Most people aren't. I'm saying oh, what most shit, people know dude, about what most people know about Star Wars is the three original movies and the three remakes. I really don't. You could walk. You could walk around my job of thousands of people. And they, what do you know about Star Wars? Yeah, they don't know anything people, about the comics. They don't know anything count. about the books. That's true. That's a normal person. Uh, That's not, is it though? Is it a normal American group of people? Juan, okay, go to your go to your work tomorrow, Juan, and ask everybody about Star Wars and tell me they know anything about anything besides the movies. They don't. That's a nerd <laughs> thing, dude. That's not a nerd <laughs> thing. Dude, I literally just watched people argue over the Timothy Zahn books like a couple days ago, and they weren't nerds. They're just like normal people. You saw some nerds who look like normal people. They're out there. I'm just saying, like, you can't say that when Disney took a hold of Star Wars, they didn't completely fucking excise everything. No, no, no. Because they wanted to make it theirs. I'm just saying. They wanted to make it theirs. But I'm saying they didn't do that. They just fucking made the old movies again. They excised a bunch of shit that I don't think most people know about. Well, that's uh, that's another argument. <laughs> but Doyle's always wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think literally, I don't. Together. I don't think Doyle's always wrong. Empire, but I think you're wrong you're about tr- this. They did the Sharpie magic. They used Trump Sharpie magic. They took the <laughs> Empire, drew a line through it. First order. It's the first order now. That's uh, what I'm saying. Is they just remade the old movies again? Am I wrong about that? The, the new movies are the exact same as the old movies. But they Down also to the made, fucking big circular death machine. They <laughs> also made like four fucking other things. Like they made Mandalorian, they made Solo, they made yeah, that's uh, Rogue One. Rogue like One. they've completely rewrote like a ton of new story. Rogue One is the backstory to the original three movies. Like that's not really redoing something. It's a but, completely different idea, though. It's an idea that's never been dealt with or talked about in the Oh, I'm almost the, more than positive it's not the original storyline for how Leia gets the plans. Doyle, you're I'm wrong. I'm sure there's a novel that was trashed. Where, show okay. me where that is. So I'm going to say this right now, okay? The Dark Empire Collection, which is the, the, uh, the Dark Horse uh, Star Wars run that has Luke in it, is like in the top three things selling for Star Wars on Amazon right now. 
It's from 1993, and it's canon that's been completely excised. Okay, I agree with you, Gabe. I don't think that besides Star Wars nerds, a lot of these fucking people Bullshit, dude. All of those books are, like, fucking bestsellers. Like, millions and millions of people have read those books. I, I, Star Wars has a huge nerd base. I'm not disagreeing with you there. That's Bro, I'm talking about New person. York Times bestsellers, not bleeding cool bestsellers. <laughs> yeah. Like, Here, here's what I think. Here's what I think is going on. So Disney rewrote essentially. I think. I think they did a lot of things to Star Wars that made it Disney's. You know, but they took something that people loved. And they didn't erase it except for the canon stuff. I have books, Star Wars books, and I'm not a Star Wars nerd. And, and you know, aside from con- I have actual you are, books. You are still a nerd. But, no, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm just saying that I, I think the difference is that a lot of people don't like the attachment that comes with X-Men. And so Disney's like, fuck you. I'm putting all that stuff away and I'm redoing it. We're not even talking about X-Men. We have it for a while. I still just want to see all these like crazy Star Wars people that have the books and the comics. I've never fucking met them, unless they're in the nerdom already. Like Look, I haven't. I don't know. Heir to the Empire spent. Well, I've had the Star Wars books from before I ever read comic books. You don't consider yourself, dude. You are a nerd. You're just a different kind of nerd, kind of like. But you're as nerdy as anyone else I know. Heir <laughs> so to the Empire spent 19 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Dark Force Rising spent like 15 I think there are that on many the comic bestseller nerds list. Out there. And nerds read books. Most people Bro. don't read books. Like Truset Bakara. Like Truset Bakara is like a weird book that takes place in between like Empire and, and Return of the Jedi. You don't even have to argue about this. When this COVID pandemic releases, and I'm fucking up for it. <laughs> Let's just walk around and ask people if they know about this shit. And I guarantee you, like, seven fuck weeks no. on the fucking bestseller list. I'll man. put $100 down right now that we can walk around and ask people about this shit, and we will get, like, fucking blank stares, bro. I don't I'm think so. I could do it. I'm I betting think I could so. do it at my work. I think you could walk, like, downtown Fort Collins or downtown Greeley, and you'd probably hit get, a good majority. I think a you, good majority of my ass. I think gonna you get would. Three people if you're lucky all day. No let's way. Go to college, let's go to the dorm and walk around $100 on it. I bet you this is not well-known no, stuff. The, not the dorms, you idiot. None of those people <laughs> read books. Those are all like well, and those well, people. Those you are gotta, average. When I go hang out with my brother, right, and they, they like Star Wars, the movies, and all his friends are there, none of those motherfuckers read. But do they know? Are we are we asking if they if ever if these people have read these books or if they just simply know about the lore that is behind the Star Wars universe outside of the movies? Oh, I I would imagine neither. Most of them don't know about the lore. Most of them never read the books. I've never read the Star Wars books that I have. There are a gigantic amount of Star Wars nerds out there that read, and that's why those books are the top one bestsellers. But that's not a majority of the population of people. There's no way. I would be running into Star Wars fans all the time. Never do. I run into Star Wars fans all the time. I run into Star Wars fans all the time. I could go to my work and point out like six. And they have all read those novels. Dude, you you happen to know six nerds. I don't know. They're not. not Dude. I'd like to think the post office is a pretty solid cross section of America, dude. Quick heads up, Doyle. (laughs) Quick heads up, Doyle. Almost everybody's a nerd. (laughs) Like. Everybody has something that they have a fandom for. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, that's not, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying in the atypical sense of nerdum. Like, they like Star Wars, they like comics. Like, the stuff that was not so cool 10, 15 years ago is what I'm talking about. That kind of a nerd. The, the problem now, with Star Wars probably has the problem with what you're saying go. right now is that there's not been a time where Star Wars wasn't cool. Like no, with, the except, with the exception with the exception of the Star first... Wars has always been cool. And the movies, a shit ton of people love the movies. I just am saying I have not running into in my personal life, and I want to put fucking money on it that we can't find them out there. You <laughs> say we can everywhere that there are these tons of people who know the backstories and the black pots of the star Wars books and the comics. I just, I don't run into them at, everywhere at I, all. I'm not saying that I know the backstories cause I don't. What I'm saying though, is that I'm fam- before this, I was familiar that star Wars had novels out. I never read them. I still sure. haven't read I, them. I think that's a different question. If you've ever seen that star Wars had a book out, do you know anything about all the stuff that, Disney cut out of the canon of Star Wars. Well, I, I do now, of course. I, can, I mean, I couldn't tell you if I did before. I do now because it was a hot time. They, they, in one or two days, they essentially made a shit ton of stuff not so, canon. But do you know about those things? Like, could you go into detail about those things? No. Have you read about Like I said, that's what I was saying. I I've, I've never read about I them, but the I know about them. The majority of people are like what Juan is. That's what I think. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just happen to run into a bunch of people who have never read the books or the comics, possibly. I just don't think so. I mean, even among our own podcast right now, the four of us, three out of four are aware of the extended universe. And I, no, I think four out of four. I, and people I, I are think that's aware. I think that's what you were. I think that's as much that he knows that there is. But I, I think that's what you were I'm asking originally. Doyle's metric. I'm using Doyle's metric as in in like vivid detail of these stories but see from from when you started talking originally i thought you were just saying i bet you that these people are not aware that these things exist not that they could tell no, you no, about okay. them in, in no deep. that's just a semantic argument if like you the reality is right, is that doyle thinks that people don't know about anything that's in the star wars novels but tons of people do and they know it like in a really ancillary way there's tons of people that know that boba fett survived from the sarlacc pit that shit is in the novels there's tons of people that know ig88's name that shit's in the novels i don't think there's a ton of people out there besides star wars nerds in general i don't think there is Dude, I, I think the thing that you're really missing is that Star Wars nerd is like a huge chunk of the population. Everybody that was our age bought, watched the movies over and over again, bought the books, bought the toys, bought the comic books. Like the fandom from Star Wars is just as hefty as the fandom from Star Trek. Not because those people are nerds, but because I, I everybody dare... liked it. I dare say Star Wars is the most popular franchise in existence. Yes, the the movies and the franchise, one hundred percent. Everyone will, people will say they love it. That don't even franchise includes all of that shit, dude. Those there's tons and tons. Okay, we just we just don't agree, dude. I went to see you when I was at See You Boulder. None of these motherfuckers even have watched the movie. I haven't. I haven't even tell you how many times I had parties with like fifteen people when I was at CU Boulder who had never seen the movie and ran up through the three movies, and they would be like, "Yeah, I like Star Wars movies," but I'm telling you, from the population that I've been a part of, maybe it's just random. Maybe it is a slightly, but I don't agree. I just don't think it is. Most That's of the right. people I run into have no idea what's in those comic books and in those books. Could they tell I you think- they existed? Probably. 
I think your work is a bad metric for it, though. I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about up to. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) You can't quiz the people at your work. That doesn't count. Because you you would ask those people like, do you like Fast and Furious movies? And they a lot of them would be like, I don't know what that is. Well, that's not true at all. Those motherfuckers love Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> oh, my bad. Maybe that's a bad example. But is there a novel I... on the Fast and the Furious universe? There probably is that I don't even know about. Well, Man. now I need to look that up. New Mutants sucks so much. You guys had like a mild argument about something else. So, so for <laughs> for, for me, New New Mutants gets a one thumb up and a one thumb down. I'm in the middle. I, it's it's okay. You know, That's it's not I'm good. It's not it's bad. Me. I'm excited for more X Men to come. That has nothing to do with Fox. What is that noise? Uh, I think it's generator? a dryer. Um, there are in fact Fast and the Furious books for kids. I knew they had to exist. They're like, did they like, teach about family and barbecues? Uh, I think so. And how to not steal cars? Because oh, like here, they're here criminals. The stolen vault, Fast and the Furious spy racers. When four criminals steal a vault from a bank, Tony Toretto and his crew have to jump into action and fast. The stolen vault isn't full of money or gold like the thieves originally thought. Instead, the vault is holding a one-of-kind, highly sensitive, miniaturized transflux particle accelerator. (laughs) An accelerator that can't be driven over 40 miles an hour or it might explode. So it's opposite speed. In reverse speed? Yeah. (laughs) It's opposite speed. That's awesome. Do you think? Do you think this story is canon to the Fast and Furious? Uh, I, I hope so. Universe. <laughs> oh man, story. Uh. So what do we think? Let's get out of New Mutants. Oh, sorry. Yeah, just gotta please. pop my neck. Uh, I, 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 I think the same thing as you do. I, I'm, I'm at the same point. One up, one down. It's not great. It's not horrible. There's cool shit to see in it. Like, if you just turn your brain off, there's some cool scenes. For sure, the giant demon bear is fun. Like, I like demon bears. It ate. I did like when when, uh, Magic Dragon, like, came to life, too. That was fun to watch. Yeah. What's its name? Puff? No. It's, uh... Fuck, what is (laughs) his name? God damn it. He has, like, a super British name. I don't, I don't know. Remember. He's yeah. a real dragon that she keeps on her hand as like a puppet, but yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Uh, yeah, I guess on that argument, we can uh, we can end this episode. His by name saying, is Lockheed. Lockheed, you. yeah. You can visit us at totob.com. Uh, that's where you can find all of our social media contacts where you can continue the argument about whether or not people read Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> If, if they're listening to our show, I bet they do. Well, I know. I'm, whatever. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I just, I just want to go out and find out who's right. Yeah, Into the real I'm world. Working on right now. Mm-hmm. So far, two nerds have said they read it. <laughs> yeah. uh, God damn it. You made me completely lose track. 
Uh, yeah, be sure to check us out, uh, TOTLB.com. That's where you can find all of our social media. And, of course, you can go to TOTLB.com slash shop. Uh, that's where you'll be able to find uh, our new 2021 cosplay and boudoir calendar. Uh, it's coming out very soon, uh, just in time for uh, the new year to roll over and hopefully for everything to get better. Um, but you know what? The thing that's going to make 2021 start off great is looking at pictures of half-naked ladies posing in awesome costumes. So uh, let's see. Woo. What else? Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TOTLB. Uh, we do extra reviews where I talk about some of the other stuff that um, I don't really talk about on the show. Uh, may talk about the straight-to-video Amityville vibrator that I just watched this week, which is effectively <laughs> gore and pornography put together, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, once upon a time, there was a man who definitely read the Star Wars books to people that were under three and a half feet tall. His name was Michael Kirk. He loved midgets. Now he's dead. Give us a call on the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline, 970-573-6148. He does love some Ewoks. <laughs> he loves some Ewoks on his yub nub. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. All right. give us a call tell me how bad that joke was Uh, uh, also go to youtube.com slash thinking outside the long box if you're watching us on youtube be sure to share like subscribe hit the bell that gives you a notification that we release a new video if you don't you're a dick because it's super easy to do and you're already watching this and you already made it to the fucking end if you're listening to this yeah come on <sighs> that's about it until next time i've been gabe i'm tim i'm doyle i'm Juan. i put a poll up on twitter we'll see if anybody says anything otherwise yeah, I put... it's, it's our audience that's shut up doyle <laughs> shut up doyle we're out of here no, we'll see you guys later bye doyle bye Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.